This is Meetings in Mexico podcast. And we are Adele and Azzy. And we're just trying to, we're just exploring. Yeah. And traveling and living and learning. Trying to figure out the best way to live our lives. Yeah. And uh, we'll be sharing the stuff we learn along the way and the yeah. shit we're doing along the way. Um, and we hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Hello, hello, hello. Greetings from Palomino, Colombia. We're still here. We haven't been on tea in a couple of weeks because I was deep into a 300 hour advanced yoga teacher training course and the two of us got COVID so energy levels were very low there for a couple of weeks um hence the no podcast so I'm finished my 300 hour training and I feel like I've been reborn my mind and body are grateful Grateful, grateful, grateful for all the yoga and the teachings and the lessons that we got from dealing with a little COVID outbreak and all the emotions that go along with that. Um, So Adele is doing a 200-hour yoga teacher training course. So she's currently in the yoga shala behind me in a philosophy class. And I'm sitting out looking in the opposite direction at the Caribbean Sea. Sitting on a deck chair, tanning my very pale legs. Uh, and recording this little intro. I just wanted to give you a little update because we hadn't been on for a couple of weeks. And we both spoke about the need for consistency with the podcast. But just the covid Anyway, I'm not going to go mad into the COVID stuff. We got it. We moved through it. We got over it. We're grand. Um, But that's why we weren't about. And what else did I want to tell you? Oh, yes. This next interview is with my beautiful friend Gunva, who I met at the 300-hour training. She'll tell you all the crack, but... Uh, I wanted to give a little bit of context and colour to this interview before we got into it because I think we're both still getting the hang of. Is that the same? Yes. Come on, Amory. Use your words. We're still getting the hang of podcasts, interviewing. Um, trying not to say M and like a lot as well. But Gunva, I was really really drawn to wanting to interview her because she's a very light and happy person and for myself I've been on a bit of a journey the last few years of I don't know inner work you know yourselves looking at my life realizing that Maybe the things that I was doing weren't making me happy and then I needed to make some changes. Not really knowing where to start. And I think I'm still figuring it all out. Like, obviously, 
I'm a yoga teacher now. That's been a great tool and guide for me in turning my life to go in a bit of a different direction. And so always when I meet people who are just striving to do their own thing bravely, I want to know how. I like hearing their stories and I really liked hearing Gumba's story. She's very independent. She's very strong. She's very kind, fun, accepting. Yeah, really exceptional person and so content. Um, so yeah, that's what this interview is about. Gunva sharing her story. Hopefully there are some little bits that you might be able to pick from it. Little nugget, knowledge nuggets. Um, and yeah, there'll be more of this now, now that myself and yourself are healed of COVID. So I hope that you enjoy the podcast. And yeah. Okay, that's all. Bye. Enjoy the interview. Welcome to another episode of Meet Us in Mexico. Um, I'm on my own this week because Adele has started her yoga teacher training and I've finished mine. So I've got a few days off here in Palomino and I'm joined by my friend and fellow 500 hour yoga teacher Gun Vagard. Did I say that right? You said it right. Yes. yes. Um, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes. First, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited about this. Um, yes, I'm from the Faroe Islands where I grew up. I was adopted from South Korea. Um, and I lived there with my older sister and my parents. And went to Denmark to study. And after that, I moved back to the Faroe Islands. And now last year or year and a half, I've been living in Seoul in Korea and studying Korean university there. Um, I meant to say this to you before, when I first like when I first met you I just thought you were a really quiet person. <laughs> that was like my first impression. Um, and I assumed that you just without like talking to you that you were like born and raised somewhere in Asia. Um, but that wasn't the case at all. And you're not quiet at all. Um, can you tell the listeners, first of all, where the Faroe Islands are and like what it's like growing up there? Because I had heard the name, but I had no idea where they were and I had no idea that it was Danish. Is that right? Yes, it's partly Danish, um, but we have our own language and different culture, very different. It's more like an island culture. It's located between Scotland and Iceland. 
in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Um, 18 small, beautiful islands. Uh, people there are... The culture, I think, is uh, affected of Faroe Islands being so remote. Um, and yeah, it's kind of island cultures. It's a quite modern, civilized country. Uh, the primary industry, is it called that? Mm. It's, it's fishery. Um, there are many sheep, more sheep, more sheep than people. I think like in New Zealand, and so we eat a lot of sheep and fish. And we have our own cuisine, like traditional Faris food, where we hang the fish and the meat up to dry, so it kind of gets rotten and it gets like a really strong taste. Uh, but that's very unique with the Faroe Islands. I don't think any other country does that. And yeah, cool. And and. Yoga. Yes, yoga. Well, there's a lot of things to talk about. I don't know where to begin. So, how did you get into yoga? And how did you come to do a teacher training? Yes. Bring us all the way to Colombia. All the way to Colombia. Yeah, so uh, I my background is I've been working in marketing for maybe around 15 years. Something like that. And then I always have liked to travel and I've traveled a lot and in 2000 and okay you can the whole story now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I want to hear it. I want to hear it. In 2015 uh, I was in Korea where I'm adopted from uh, on holiday with my sister and I met my mother there, uh, biological mother. She, she was looking for me and went back to the Faroe Islands and I think I was maybe kind of open to experience something different um, big city I like big cities so uh, at that time I was doing the marketing for a telephone company and I asked if I could get a leave of absence for a year um, which was approved and then yeah my plan was to go to Korea and study Korean but then COVID happened and the school was postponed. So it's just like looking for other options, something to do uh, and to wait until the school would start. And then I saw this yoga teacher training on Bali and I have uh, done some yoga before, uh, but not in a regular uh, pace or practice. So, um, yeah, so I ended up in Bali, I did, did a 200 hour yoga teacher training and for me it was kind of life transformative, kind of. I really liked the way I felt, like how my, both mentally and physically, I felt I was in good shape and um, yeah, so I went to after the training, I went to Korea. I taught a bit of yoga there, but because of the restrictions and because of um, a space, I didn't want to rent a space for it because I felt I didn't have that much experience. 
um, but yeah, but then I uh, felt I came a bit out of shape, didn't do much yoga, uh, so I felt didn't feel very comfortable to start teaching yoga again. And I liked living in Korea and want to live there for a bit longer. Um, a lot of foreigners that don't speak Korean, they teach English. Um, English is not my first language, it's my third language. And um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I was thinking about other things I could do um, to make a living. And then uh, I was thinking yoga because it um, makes me feel good. So that's why I decided to do this 300 hour yoga teacher training more just to get back into yoga and yeah so my plan is um, to go back to Korea I'm gonna open up a studio where I'm gonna have people teach and all kinds of stuff all kinds of activities um, I've talked with some people that are gonna come and teach salsa and kisumpa and bachata uh, photography, painting, like all kinds of stuff. Mm. And in the weekends, I'm planning to have all kinds of events, uh, language exchange, um, cafe, um, live music, DJs, art exhibition, flea market, pop-up stores. Yeah. So that's my plan. I love it. I yeah, love it. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Um. Too. I can't wait to visit. Yeah, you're gonna come there and teach you and Adele, both of yeah. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And okay, there's a few things I want to talk about based off the answer, but um, the thing that I think like me and Adele are both really struck by is that you're really kind, really funny. Aww. It's true, so smart. I'm like genuinely a very happy person and very self-assured which I think like I'm like I'm like building towards that but it's, it feels to me like you're I don't know if it's inherent like if you're born that way <laughs> or if it's something that you grew into but it's like very I find it very reassuring and very inspiring to like to meet and become friends with a woman who works, travels and like enjoys life and people so much. It's very cool. Um, with how, like, were you always like this? Like even when you were little? Hmm. Thank you, it means a lot, of, especially when it comes from you. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, I think, yeah, I see myself as pretty happy, but mostly uh, content, kind of. Um, if I look at my life, I think I've always been seeking, or it looks like I've always been seeking something, but I don't feel like I'm seeking anything. Mm. Um, I think I, I, I'm trying to get the best out of things, like we all do. I don't know actually. Um, it's a hard question, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, I I 
I think it is too. It's I mean it's a process to get to to get to where you are in I life. Think, I think I'm I think I'm curious and adventurous and I'm also spontaneous. Um, so the mix of those two uh, I think has taken me to many uh, amazing, beautiful places and experiences. Um, and I don't think much or dwell much about the past. I don't think much about what I should have done differently because I think most of us, we uh, decide from what we have at the moment we make the decision. And sometimes we're in a better mood, are more motivated and take other decisions compared to when we're uh, more moody. Mm. Or, yeah, but yeah. Mm. That's a good outlook. I, I, I know what you mean. It's like to live without regrets and know that you did the best that you can with what yeah. you had and what you knew in that moment. Yeah. For sure. For example, um, when it comes to my adoption, um, I have, I have, I've been thinking, so if I meet my family, it's fine. If I don't, it's also fine. It's not something that I was thinking was gonna happen but might happen but I don't think I would take the first step myself I'm not sure but but I've always since I was a child I've been thinking that uh, my mother or my parents they have made this decision to uh, their child for for adoption and maybe I would understand their decision, maybe not. Doesn't matter, kind of, because I know that they made a decision that felt right for them and they took the decision. So yeah, maybe I haven't changed much when it comes to that, to have that kind of point of view. Mm. So you, did your, like, did your, the way, way that you were raised or did your parents instill that point of view in you or did you just oh, grow up with it? Maybe that's why. I, I was just thinking. <laughs> okay, so don't listen to what I said before. <laughs> maybe it's because Faroe Island is a Christian country. Mm. So uh, religion is a part, a big part of the culture. Uh, mentality and unfortunately it also has I think it's religion is and can be a very beautiful thing but another side of it that I don't like is uh, shame and shame and what's the other word I'm looking for guilt guilt shame and guilt and uh, yeah, and like telling children that they're gonna go to hell, like fear. Mm. Um, I don't like that. I, I, I don't, I can't see why it can be good for people, especially children, to be raised with those things. Mm. Um, and I think there was a lot of that in just in the society, or that's a part of the Christianity 
in many of the Scandinavian countries. Mm. Yeah. And so you think that maybe affected your the way you saw things or the way you see yeah, things? Yeah, so maybe that has been a part of why I've made some thoughts about it and came to the conclusion that I don't like that part of the religion mm. and that I want to I want to break free from that way of thinking uh, to live with shame and guilt and also another word um, I don't know what the word is in English we call it yantelo it just means that uh, and it's, it's more outspread in smaller places where people uh, are telling each other kind of uh, that you shouldn't be sticking out um, you should behave as a nice pretty girl um, I don't know if you have a word I think actually it's a Scandinavian way of thinking like you're holding each other down kind of oh um you shouldn't think highly about yourself yeah um, don't brag yeah. I know I can I can't think of the word but I know what you mean yeah it's it's kind of the same in Ireland we we like the word that came to mind for me that's I, I don't think it's the same as yours but it's like we have this like self-depreciation where like Irish people like put themselves down mm. in a funny way usually in a funny way but even so but it's not helpful because no. then when you actually want to grow it doesn't it's kind of harder to break out of and other people don't like to other people are often not supportive of it that's another um, that's another thing about you is like you're it's really like clear that you're super supportive and like uplifting of your friends even I was potentially going to do some teaching on this 200 hour course yoga course that's starting now and Adele came back to the room the other day and she was like Gumba's just over there bigging you up to, to basically the lady who runs the course saying that you used to be a TV producer and you're like really good at organising and I was like fuck yeah but I would never have said that if I didn't believe it okay thank I you I would never and I know that you are uh, thank you and a good teacher um, so that's also why so thank you but that's where that so that's maybe where that comes from like did you did you at some stage just make a decision to not live like a guilty is a catholic no christian just like a guilty christian and, and like enjoy your life and like be who you are and make the most of it is that kind of what you're saying about deciding to leave that those ideas behind so when we grew up some of our classmates um were more religious than others and um, my friends and I we like to go out to party and remember like there was a discotheque or a club mm. and our classmate would be standing there with flyers telling us that we were gonna go to hell Jesus yeah I know that's extreme <laughs> I know and you're just like walking by and you're going out clothes with your hair done and your makeup on <laughs> I was like no I'm not going to hell no but uh, not your hell but but then I don't it was not a decision it was more more maybe make peace with it mm. seeing uh, people grow in different directions making peace with themselves as well mm. um, so maybe it's also from there my understanding of that you should 
do what or try to it's very hard for me to try to feel like what I really want to do what makes me happy but it's I think it's very very motivating when you see other people do it yeah yeah because yeah same for me as well I think when you when you see people just like try different things like to, to get off the path of like I don't know like that linear path of like you go to you, I don't know, you go to college or maybe you don't, you get a job, you get married, you get a house, you get kids, get kids, <laughs> you get kids or you have them um, and then you just, and you do that and it's not a judgment because some people love that and thrive in that and, and that's their path but it, when you see people step off it and like, I don't know, like learn something or train in something or like pick up a skill and then and then take that and do something with it it's just it's really inspiring inspiring yes yeah i think so and i had a question leading from that and i can't remember what it was um oh yes okay so the past year okay so this is this is a really cool thing that you did so you traveled a lot anyway you, you like you made you made commercials and stuff all over the world um yes so i've both been traveling because of work but also uh by myself um or with with friends uh, yeah um and in, in the last year, you decided to just take a year out, like completely for yourself. Yes. How, how did you come to that decision? How did that year look for you? Like, was it planned? Was it unplanned? Did you flow? How did it, how did it go? Yeah, I think it's um, maybe it's because I, I have traveled a lot. The world doesn't seem so big and decisions uh, that involves traveling or moving to another country. It, it wasn't, I didn't put that many thoughts into it. Um, so it was more like, I'm gonna go take one year off. And I also, there was a kind of a safety in knowing that I could always, like after a year, I could go back to my job. So I, uh, I got the scholarship for one of the universities in Korea um, and semesters are 10 weeks um, yeah so I, I that was my plan and then from there if I liked stay I would stay longer if I didn't I would go somewhere else um, but I, I really enjoyed life I think also because of COVID um, it was it has been a country that have they've had uh, like tough restrictions but places have been open there hasn't been a lockdown mm. um, so it has been more yeah we were, I wasn't that affected during the COVID of COVID so um, yeah life has been very different over there but but yeah, but then I decided to stay, yeah, to quit my job and to stay for as long as I can and like staying there. Yeah. And what, within the year, how long into the year are you? That, like this year? Yeah, no, so uh, 
My last day of working was in February. So it's one and a half year now, something like that. Extended. Yeah. And what are some of the things that you like did or enjoyed in that year? I see I see salsa. Yes. Sometimes. So I was thinking, okay, I'm here um, at least uh, for a year. So I'm gonna try to do things that make me really happy. And I love dancing, so I've been dancing a lot of salsa, bachata, and kusumba. Some weeks I've been out like six times a week, six evenings dancing. Uh, and I really was passionate about learning Korean. I'm not that passionate anymore. I don't think I'll ever learn it. <laughs> it's so hard. You will. You're good at languages. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I've traveled a lot around Korea and eaten a lot of good food, like many new friends. I'm just trying to enjoy and have fun. Yeah. And get to know your family a little too. A little yes. Better. Yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, I visit them not as often as maybe they would want me to, but it is because of the language, uh, uh, we cannot have conversations. Um, so I go maybe once every other month and stay for a couple of days. Mm. Yeah. My aunt's husband uh, is sick and uh, because of COVID, I. Uh, I haven't been seeing her that much. Mm. Otherwise, she lives closer to Seoul, where I was living. Yeah. So I used to visit her more more often. Um, yeah. And just to give people like a little bit of context, in Korea, like we talked before, and you said that Korean culture is obviously super different to where you're from. So you're, would it be fair to say you're more of like an international person in Seoul than, some, than trying to like integrate in any way into Korean culture? Not in any way, but like yeah, um, in a roots kind of way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, I think maybe I was in my early 20s and she lives in Iqaluit. And I, I was, I asked her, so uh, she had been living there for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I asked her, so when people ask you, are you Faris or are you, we just say you're Canadian or what do you answer when people ask you? Because I, people always tell me, no, no, you're Faris. And I know I am Faris, but I don't look like I'm Faris. Um, and in Korea, I look Korean, but I don't feel Korean, mm. but I know I look Korean. Mm. Um, but then she said, uh, no, I'm, I'm a citizen of the world. And that was like, oh, <laughs> I love that. So after that, I just consider myself more like citizen of the world. That's cool. I yeah. love that. I love that. It, for me at that moment, I was like, it was so simple, but it made so much sense. Yeah. Yeah, because you are a citizen of the world. We are. We are. But yeah. I can see it in you, like you, like, like we went out last weekend for drinks and dancing, and like we were just like 
you're just so open to everyone and people like really people really they're really drawn to you like that group of people who followed you that lovely group of Colombians who followed you from that one place down to the next place and you dance with them and now you have their numbers and maybe you see them in Bogota but like it's like you make a connection with someone even if it's only for one night or a few nights and then you might see them in another country and like stay with them and hang out with them and Oh, Marie, I love this. We should do this more often. <laughs> you tell me amazing things. Yes. <laughs> but it's true. That's like a, that to me would be like a citizen of the world way of being. It's really cool. It's so open and it makes people feel like just good and happy and and safe. I think you were you were like a bit of like you were like blue in our in our yoga course. Because we had some issues in our yoga course with COVID and organization and, and things like that sometimes. And people weren't always happy, but you always made sure that people were okay. Oh, thank you. Yeah, for sure. It's true. But it is like, uh, for me at least, uh, to be able to learn, you have to be open. Otherwise, it's very hard to learn. Yeah, I know. So I think it helps to be open. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's good. Yeah, I have to remind myself of that a lot of the time. Yeah, but me too. It's true. Yeah. And what? What is next? So we finished like three three days ago now. Yeah. I'm here for another three weeks. Well, another month while Adele does her course and I do some teaching. And you are off to a fun party hostel this weekend yes and then um, yeah so school in Korea starts on the 7th of September but right now uh, they have uh, some restrictions like you cannot be go out more than two people and I don't think that's that's no fun so I'm gonna go to Medellin and because I'm kind of waiting for it to open or the restrictions to ease. So I will go to Medellin and then maybe I'll meet some people that have some fun ideas of uh, something to do. Uh, maybe I'll stay longer in Colombia or my plan is probably to go to Mexico. Right now um, it's accessible, um, no restrictions to go there um, and I'm, because the school is online so I can just do, do my school from there um, or I might go after that I might go to the Faroe Islands to my family and um, go there to wait yeah so right now things are kind of pretty open and I'll see what try to see what I'm up for and what I want to do yeah. and just take it from there. Nice. Yeah, but hopefully the, the restriction will ease soon because I want to open my studio in November. So hopefully. Yeah. Please God. Yeah. Um, and Annie, for people, I don't know, it's a weird time, obviously 
for traveling and stuff um especially with like when you look at the news or listen to the news or like yeah i don't know like see what's going on with the media it seems like the world is crazy and travel is not happening but it is um would you have any i don't know advice or words or anything that you would say to people who are considering traveling exploring adventuring yeah so um i've because i didn't know where i was going to do my 300 hour yoga teacher training i've been following many different countries and seeing where it was would be possible to go and of course i try to be as considerate as possible when it comes to covid uh, to be responsible mm. um, but i don't see myself as traveling and spreading corona I, I got the vaccine and so i haven't been seeing myself and i, I think also i know my body or we all do like if you get sick we know we're we're sick and if you get sick then you should go and get yourself tested or yeah mm. so i think it's this very possible to travel um i like staying in the country where it's locked when it's locked down um, i wouldn't be happy doing that yeah so or like i was in korea in the winter it was very cold and i don't like it when that gets that cold mm. so that's why i went home to the friends for two months and um i don't know i'm just trying to do more things that make me happy and less things that i know uh, are not making me happy so if it is covid or if it's uh, cold or heat or whatever then you can just remove yourself to another place that makes you more happy <laughs> it's so simple when you put it like that isn't it yeah it is I it's think, true yeah, that's what i'm doing kind of yeah me too me too i feel the same way hmm. i couldn't i was like locked down for over a year in ireland and it was good, like I learned a lot about teaching yoga, about starting a business, I got to spend time with my family. But it just got to a time where lockdown was getting extended and extended and I've never been in one place for, for that length of time before. And I just was enough. It was just like, okay, that's my, this is my limit. I need to go now. Yeah. And Colombia was like, open or restrictions the training was there and yeah same as that as well like it's like be responsible with your movements and with the things that you do with covid but but like, it's not not worth the depression no no there's uh. like there's yeah the mental health thing i don't think is discussed enough and i don't think it's like even fully understood how hard it is for people to be so isolated for so long it's like one short life yeah like yeah you have to choose how you live it okay 
there anything else that you want to add before we wrap it up? Mm, yeah, thank you very much for having me and best of luck with this podcast mm. and we're gonna say goodbye today but I'm looking forward to seeing you maybe in Mexico. 100%. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Meet Us in Mexico with wonderful Gumba. If you want to have a chat with us, if this brought up anything interesting for you, if there's anything that you want to know about, if you have any questions about anything, send us a message. So you can get us on Instagram on at meet us in Mexico. And then our email address is meet us in Mexico podcast at gmail.com. Give us a shout. Let us know what you thought. And let us know if you did pick up any knowledge nuggets. It'd be great to be chin wagging with you. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.